Senior Focus. Welcome everyone, I'm Anne-Marie Curry. I'm your presenter for this session of Senior Focus and this will be playing at the end of November and we'll be into the pre-Christmas period in our minds of um, anticipating rush. But <clears throat> one thing is going to be a bit different this year, for some of us we haven't been out a lot all year so when we go to Christmas wind-up functions, we'll be saying hello and starting conversations with people that we haven't seen for months and months and months. I think it'll be a very interesting uh, December because we'll be doing lots more reflecting. We've been reflecting on our own in our quiet spaces and our bubbles at various lockdown periods, but this will be a different kind of reflecting where we're actually able to make some uh, conversation where we're sharing things of significance, things that, you know, have really hit us uh, during this year. And those sorts of conversations people have often had in the new year where they're reflecting on their past year and thinking about what they want to focus on for the coming year. But this year has been a little bit different because people have been doing this reflecting during the year. I've noticed in some of the groups I've been meeting with over this last week, one or two people have been a bit reluctant, um, asking if they're coming to such and such a function. They might kind of drag the chain of it and say, oh, I don't drink or, um, you know, some sort of mild excuse as to why they're not turning up. But it may be simply that they've lost the art of... Uh, having a natural connection to socialise um, or perhaps they were always reluctant but they're even more reluctant now that COVID is, is still with us and there's still risks associated with moving around in groups and meeting in groups. If you are reluctant to go and connect with people or you feel you've kind of lost touch with meeting with people, this is a really good time of the year to just open the doors and windows, give yourself a bit of a chance to make some of those connections because the longer you go without connecting with people, the harder it is to get back on the horse. Um, your natural shyness or reluctance to go out can intensify. People are more anxious uh, since COVID and it's a good way to sort of break the ice by telephoning someone that you know is likely to be going to an event and saying, oh, look, I'm just wondering, are you going? And you sort of see if you can't, can't meet up with them, share a lift or um, meet them beforehand or um, just say, oh, look, I'd, I'd just like to um, give you a bell the day of the meeting um, and just make that little ice-breaking connection so when you do go you're you're actually warmed up to it you're looking forward to meeting someone you know um, you know that someone that, that you're going to be able to rub shoulders with it isn't going to be you against the world and it's just that little bit of thought in preparation before you're going out, which you've lost the art of doing, uh, that you're able to make it a little bit easier for yourself. 
we need to be kind to ourselves and we're getting messages about kindness and being kind to others frequently on the radio these days but kindness starts with being kind to ourselves actually um and we're often the people who are last on the list so try and reverse your priorities for december and uh you will find that things go a little bit more smoothly I've been finding that because traffic is more unpredictable, um, weather is more unpredictable because of we've had those terrible winds and the bridge closures and things, I've had to rethink the way I plan my life and days and often leaving half an hour to an hour earlier gives me more choice and more opportunity to be able to... Uh, take a pause, break the journey, uh, maybe fit in um, another small message on the way and <clears throat> not be so rushed at my destination point. So this year uh, we've had a theme of gratitude bubbling along underneath the programs and sometimes popping up um, with interviews with people who uh, are flagshipping the importance of gratitude as as an attitude that acts as an antidote to stress, to anxiety, to fear, to all the things that COVID brought us and <clears throat> more. So in my reflections and in my sharing in groups over the last week, gratitude something that's popped up quite a lot, not only in my mind but in the minds of others who were sharing. And I was actually very fortunate to be on a Zoom meeting on the weekend where Dr. Kerry Howells was uh, present amongst a group of 40-plus health workers and writers and researchers across Australasia. And we were talking about the impact of COVID and on community on health workers on the front line and some of the learnings and some of the takeaways that had come out of their discussions with each other and the subsequent discussions we were having on the Zoom. And Dr Kerry Howells has a uh, website on gratitude but she also runs a blog and um, has... Uh, been experimenting with podcasts this year and I found her uh, writings and research over 20 years now um, has actually come into its own this year. It's become a very important res uh, resource internationally for a lot of people. So uh, do check that out if you're looking for more interesting things on this. <coughs> we won't um, have gratitude as the theme next year. We, I'm looking carefully into how we'll um, structure our programs and I have talked about this in previous programs that we want to have an emphasis on um, social connectivity We want and social issues as we have done all the way through the last five years but we want to emphasise the environment um, part of deepening the understanding about climate change part of um, supporting people who are interested in community gardening and it, that's everything from one pot gardening on your windowsill to a one square metre 
box on wheels on your deck to um, something larger like a raised bed in your own garden. But there are many, many ways of um, doing these conversations. So that's only just a slice of what we'll be looking at under the heading environment. Heritage, of course, we've always had stories about uh, the past. We've had stories about people who've restored uh, equipment, uh, buildings, or who've uh, run petitions to save uh, buildings and sites and or to publicise them and write about them. So we will continue to run uh, programmes on, on heritage and we will also look into aspects of community building um, in terms of placemaking, in terms of how do you... Um, design and plan spaces, public spaces that will benefit the people who live around them and use them rather than um, something dropping out of the sky which doesn't really relate to the people who live there. And <clears throat> there's lots and lots of conversations and examples and suggestions of things that are working well that we can share and so the emphasis will be on things working rather than on um, complaining and (laughs) grumbling so I'm sure that people will benefit from this information exchange. There's also a need for people to update themselves and that goes back to social issues to what sort of uh, services and what support systems are out there to help people who are going through difficult times and we know that uh, older people are often um, people that younger people turn to for support and it's really useful to have up-to-date information to be able to help them as much as to be able to help yourselves and your friends and uh, neighbours. So we will have plenty of stuff for you. Now, this week um, we're having our own uh, station Christmas party. Planet FM has an annual event once a year, so I'm looking forward to that because it's great to see all the people from all the different ethnic cultures coming in and sharing their food and their dancing. And it's always a very, very positive uh, end-of-year celebration. So it's going to be the highlight for my December. In thinking about uh, the year and thinking about what has happened over the this year, there's never really been a year like it that I can remotely connect with in my mind, um, except perhaps people who lived through the war years of World War Two. but the losses in jobs and businesses and um, friendships as people moved and um, just the upheaval of um, everything that we normally do being suspended for periods under the lockdowns and so on. All of this has meant rethinking and one of the casualties were many magazines that went west in March. You may recall that the listener, North and South, uh, quite a number of women's magazines, Women's Weekly, Women's Day and so on, ceased publication as uh, the publishers decided to wind everything up. 
Now, some of these magazines was unsold, and I believe that North and South has been picked up and is now being republished again, uh, keeping some of our stories going, which is very important. Uh, some of the women's magazines reappeared uh, a few months back, and a new production has come online called Thrive. And Thrive is a, a wonderful publication that focuses on well-being. It's a little bit like Mind Food, but it's, Mind Food was a complete New Zealand through and through flavour. So it's all about local things in terms of finding your new normal, in terms of composting, in terms of uh, breathing and uh, various alternative health initiatives that will uh, strengthen your uh, sense of purpose and control in your life. And the editor is Wendell Nissen. And Wendell is quite famous for her pioneering of uh, alternative health products and uh, things that will be safe to use in your house. And she has spent the year chilling out up north and reflecting and redesigning her life and now she's sprung back into uh, an Auckland office as editor of Thrive. So I really recommend that you have a look on your local shelves at your supermarket for this publication because it looks very exciting and inviting and uh, it's her subtitle is Rethinking Wellness. And it certainly um, kicks off with a bang and quite a punch. Really very interesting because it's non-glossy so that it's easy for people who've got vision problems to be able to pick it up and read. And I like some of the um, uh, soft feel about it, both from the paper to the kind of non-glossiness to the way in which the design flows so well. There's some very talented women behind this magazine doing all the bits and pieces in the background and including the photography and design. So be prepared to be uh, wooed and wowed by this new magazine. It's time for us to have a light music break and I've chosen the music Summertime from Paulie and Bess. Enjoy because we are turning on the temperatures now and I believe water restrictions are even likely to be eased this week which means we can get out and enjoy our gardens and have a real summertime. So let's enjoy that music.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Curry, your presenter for Senior Focus today. And we're talking about the year that's been, the um, the COVID experience, the um, coming out of um, uh, bubbles and social interaction again. And in this process... It's, it's like we're having to create a new normal around what is uncertain. And the scientists tell us that while um, we're probably able to cope best when we're planning, when we're goal-directed and orientated, like an artistic project or something that gets us busy in doing, and that's why gardening is so wonderful um, for people, um, who've gone through this type of a year that it's been. Uh, It's also great to think about decorating um, houses at Christmas, trees, uh, cake baking and making making biscuits and um, decorating them. And they make great presents and they're pretty economical too. So there's lots and lots of... um, project-orientated activities that we can be doing at this stage, which we would probably normally do anyway, but which can actually help us with the uncertainty and with the rising anxiety which we face because when we haven't had much touch, we haven't had much social connectivity, it's sometimes a bit awkward or a bit threatening to... Um, be socially active again and to be out in the world and recognising what we've missed. And when I've been talking with people at meetings and on Zooms, one of the things that's come up about isolation this year has been the lack of touch, the missing the hugs. That's been really one of the big things. And, of course, people with pets have said, well, I've stroked my dog or my cat or, you know, I've had more interaction with my pet than I would have had normally. Uh, It's been a great um, relationship and it's been very nurturing for me to have my pet um, with me. And, of course, I've been able to work from home and have the pet snuggle up as I've been working through some um, difficult problems. So... Listening to all of this, I thought, what is it that um, we can learn from all of this? And the researchers do say that we build resilience by being goal-directed, by focusing on um, a project, by planning. And so if you're um, feeling a bit wobbly, a bit anxious about an upcoming Christmas function or whatever, think about how can you plan to be involved in it. Um, can you bake something? Can you make something? Can you involve yourself with someone else in, in those activities? Um, because I think that's a natural thing that we do at this time of the year and if we can just focus on doing it perhaps a little bit more, we can override some of the anxious feelings that are arising um, both at this time of the year and as we kind of soaray back into um, being more social animals. 
The University of London researchers have been looking at touch and they've come up with some fascinating research. They surveyed 40,000 people and 43% of these people surveyed said that uh, it really did make a difference um, whether in fact they were um, able to find ways to interact with people and to get their touch needs met um, and and so on. But what stood out for me the most was um, how they said, look, it, the most important touch is the effective touch. That's the touch where you get satisfaction stroking or hugging or reaching out um, in a tactile way um, to a mammal or a human being. And then they did some research that focused on showing videos to try and understand how the brain would look and react to touch in a video where the person, the subject, is not involved in any touching themselves. They're looking at the video. But the videos would involve... Uh, a human hugging a child. Another video would be a human stroking a pet. And a third one would be a human um, having a tactile communication with a robot. And the reactions, the brain reactions were different uh, in the case of the robot. But with the other two, there was a kind of resilience factor came up there was a strengthening of that through watching the video. And I found that very fascinating. And that was a very consistent result and very um, uh, statistically significant. So I guess the the moral of this um, tale here is that we can um, watch videos that um, show people interacting, having fun and touching one another and that that can be a substitute for um, just being isolated in our bubble. But at the same time, it's quite good to look for some real um, life interaction, whether it's with nature, hugging trees, or whether it's um, stroking other people's pets. And I have three beaches that I frequent for my walks and one of them um, there are just so many dogs being walked on the the beach and it's very interesting because many of the dogs come up and greet me uh, wagging their tails and they're obviously hanging out to be stroked they like the attention and it gives me an opportunity uh, to get the benefits of stroking a pet not actually having my own uh, at this point. So see how you can create situations where you can have um, effective touch in your life more. And when interacting with people, I've noticed that where lots of hugs used to happen, um, people are kind of hanging back or a bit reluctant because they've done the social distancing thing and they've got this anxiety about getting close to people. And that rises when the opportunity to have a hug is there. The anxiety comes up. So it's possible to train yourself to 
just touch someone at the elbow or on the um, lower arm or on the back, just on the shoulder lightly. And that touch can be very important to that person, can give them a sense of being cared for and being noticed. So try doing that and and it will be less invasive than a, a whole big hug, which they might not be quite ready for. And then gradually people will build back normal. Um, so right now we're in the new normal where there's still uncertainty and we have to build back uh, normal to where we're more comfortable and take it in stages. So that's my advice based on the reading I've been doing and the observations I've been making um, being in various groups. It's very worthwhile thinking about your most exciting summers, what you've craved for most over this year that you've missed and thinking about some small ways in which you can build things into your life which will just give you give yourself a bit of a reward for having come through this year. And so I'm thinking about um, road trips, for example, with a friend, um, getting out of town, even if it's only for an hour or so, just up to somewhere like Puhoi or down to somewhere like Tiro. And um, just to finish up, uh, we've got some music, just a reflection on uh, Durham Town, it's a, it's a great song and I guess there's a bit of nostalgia in it. But we when we face change, there's always leaving and there's always making new directions and that's where we're at right now. So we'll enjoy having you along next session. Thanks for listening. I've got to leave old Durham Town Oh, my God. 